The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. The Underdog Sports Podcast Network presents Hang Time, a pro basketball podcast. Welcome to another episode of Hangtime Junior. I'm Will Posnan, and uh, I'm going to be talking about basketball today. I feel like that's probably the way I start these. Mostly it's like, oh yeah, it's basketball. Okay, moving on to basketball. Um, well, the Lakers are about to... Is it a? I think it is a foregone conclusion that they're going to win the NBA championship. I know everybody's treating it like it. I don't think it is disrespectful to the Heat at all because they're banged up, so it just is what it is. Is it disrespectful? For, so if the Heat win Game 5, which is possible, can they win Game 6? I, I don't think... I don't see it. I actually think that the Lakers will win game five. Um, if I was going to go on Bovada Sportsbook right now and bet on it, I would bet that the Lakers would win game five because it's just such an uphill battle. You know what it's like? It's like in a movie when... Uh, it's like one of those sword fighting movies where they're sword fighting or maybe they're even gun fighting and one one guy gets injured real bad he gets a severe wound to the shoulder and in a movie he ducks behind a pillar or something he gathers himself and he's like hey i know i was losing this fight before my shoulder got opened up and my left arm is hanging off the side of me like a fifth grader's backpack, like on one arm. It's he's always like he gathers himself and he's like, maybe if I just focus more, that's that that'll be enough for me to win this this thing that I was losing at prior to. But in real life, people go, yeah, this is insurmountable. I'm not gonna win this one. I'm especially in sports when it's not life or death. People go, okay. Like, there's probably guys in that Heat locker room that are already thinking about next year. Like, they wouldn't admit it, put them on truth serum, then they would. But, you know, guys that are like, this team's really good. How many of us are going to be better next year versus how many of us are going to be worse? So, Drogic is probably going to have the sharpest decline from this year to next year. I mean, besides Iguodala, who probably won't even be on the team. Actually, I don't think it's either of those guys. I think those guys are so consistent. You know who I think is having a a great year for him, but this is the last year where he can uh, 
be a starter on a championship caliber team is uh, the power forward out of Marquette. Somebody's screaming it into their phone right now. Um, hmm, what's his name? Jay Crowder. So, yeah, I think Jay Crowder is – he is a competent fifth starter on a championship team this year. And let's see how old he is. Oh, he's basically my age. He's he's 30, 31. No, he's 30. So I think that next year he can still be a solid bench player. I don't think he's their starter next year. And, I mean, I think that that's fine because I think guys like Hero and Robinson are going to take his spot. Jimmy can play. I mean, okay, so now you're talking about the team being a little bit smaller. But, you know, I think Derek Jones is underrated um, as a guy who just improves every year. And I think he could be that. I mean, you know, if the rumors are true and uh, and they get Giannis somehow in the next two years, then that'll be – you'll be giving all the Jay Crowder minutes to Giannis. But I think they'll – I think they're in a good situation. Um, the Heat next year, that being said – Basically, every team in the NBA is going to be better next year than they were this year because you have teams like the Lakers and Clippers uh, who had their rosters. Basically, this is the first year they've had a roster like this. You have teams like the Celtics and Sixers and Nuggets that are just going to get a year older. And you would hope that I mean, the Sixers are so talented. You would hope that they'd be right there. The Bucks will get a year older, but also the Bucks are the Bucks and the Raptors are probably the two candidates to take a step back. And I actually think Houston will take a major step back, just because I think the West is going to be even better. Like Sacramento and Memphis are actually going to be good teams next year, like good teams, especially Memphis. I wouldn't be shocked if. Memphis next year is a top five team in the West, and the 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 fourth scariest playoff team in the West. Because I think that the top three in the West are the LA teams and the Nuggets, and I think it's disrespectful of Denver not to put them either one or two for next year. I think it's. Um, I just think it's not only is it unfair to them to not put them top two in the West next year, I think it just shows a non under well actually, you know what? I'm gonna scratch all that. The top four teams in the West next year are gonna be the LA teams, the Nuggets, and the Golden State Warriors. And I think it is unfair and disrespectful to the Golden State Warriors or the Nuggets to not have either of them two. And you know what? I'm fine with those guys being one and two and putting the Lakers three. Those are your top three in the West next year. Dude, this is shitty that I'm already going on to the West next year with this series still happening. But you know what? This podcast will come out Thursday. And Thursday is is that the day that the the Lakers win the championship? 
I could totally see the Heat winning Game 5. I couldn't see the Heat winning Game 5 and Game 6. I think it's like an uphill climb. I'm going to go back to that because speaking of disrespectful things, I think that was disrespectful for me to go past the Heat so quickly. So the Heat have Game 5 on Friday. Okay, let's deal with this for a second. So I think that the... The Heat are so scrappy and they fight so hard and they play so well together that they could win Game 5. Then they could... It's like an uphill climb. For them to win Game 5, they have to play their hearts out and the Lakers have to have their foot off the gas. For them to win the Game 6, they're going to have to play even harder than their hearts out and the Lakers will have to have their foot half on the gas because the Lakers never go foot off the gas two games in a row. So the Lakers could have their foot off the gas in game five. It's possible. I don't think it'll happen because I think the Lakers game four was the first time that I've seen the Lakers play this version of the Lakers where it felt championship E all of them at the same time. Like there's been other games where a couple guys were championshipy, and this, I mean, is that crazy to say? Game four is the first time of this Lakers team all year that I saw everybody chip in and everybody on the same page and nobody was backing down. And I thought that the Heat played great. Um, like, I mean, people... People love to do the thing of just going through the shooting stats and being like, was this guy good? Was that guy good? And I thought that the defense being played by both teams was very, very high-level defense, like very high-effort defense. And sometimes, like if you look at the Lakers-Nuggets series, both teams were playing pretty great defense, but both teams were also very comfortably making shots over great defense. This series, the defense is even better and guys are missing shots. And that's normal when guys uh, when guys are playing really great defense. It's normal for guys to miss some shots. Um, and just because of, like, a guy gets a open shot at the end of a series doesn't mean that the defense was bad. Like, if if your team is passing great, doing all the right things, setting great picks... You can get a open shot at the end of the series for your third option on great defense. And there was a couple times where stuff like that happened. Even like Anthony Davis would get a wide open three. Um, there was one Rondo. Rondo created a wide open three for Anthony Davis. But they did it by with genius spacing and positioning and basically being coy and bluffing that he was out of the play when he wasn't like perfect offense can create a wide open shot against great, great defense. And the Lakers and Heat were both playing great, great defense. I mean, game four. Yeah. I, there was nobody that disappointed me on either team. I know that Dwight Howard didn't play a lot of minutes, but I didn't, I wasn't mad at what he was doing either. I know that, uh, Kuzma didn't score a lot of points, but he wasn't scared to shoot. Like, all you want are for guys to be who they're supposed to be and to try to be good at 
you know, their roles and stuff. And then you want guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis to be out of their mind. But I don't even know that anybody played out of their mind in game four. Like, nobody was out of their mind. I mean, some guys... No, nobody was out of their mind. Everybody did their job. That's what game four was. Game four was what you see when everybody does their job on both teams. And the truth is, when everybody does their job on both teams, both these teams are champions. Like, they have a champion's mentality. You know, Eastern Conference champions, Western Conference champions. They're both champions. The Heat are missing a crucial guy. And the second most important guy on their team is playing hurt. The Lakers are not really missing anybody crucial. Uh, Danny Green hasn't been himself for the play. I don't know what the numbers are, just from what I've been seeing. Uh, if It's not like he... Okay, he's been missing shots that he has made in other big moments at, in other series. But, you know, some of that's just like luck of the draw. Some guys are... But nobody... Game four, everybody did what they were supposed to do. And when everybody does what they're supposed to do on both these teams, the Lakers are four to eight points better. That's what it is. Um, And that's okay. And the Heat are going to get even better next year because Bam's going to be better. Tyler Hero's going to be better. Duncan Robinson's going to be better. And Kendrick Nunn is going to be better. And people, uh, I think, are being really unfair with him. Because because Dragic is hurt, he's the guy who's asked to do things that he has no capacity to do. He's kind of like a Lou Williams type guard where he can light it up, he can fill it up, but you start running things through him and it, it's too much going on. And he might not always be that, like, but you can't run the offense through Kendrick Nunn because it... It's just too much going on for him to excel at what he's good at. And, yeah, right. I mean, they're. So, right now, they're asking him to do a little too much, and he's just not equipped to. And that's okay. Um, he's not ready for this yet, but he's, he's like 25. He's going to be fine. Yeah, he's 25. So, I think people are kind of being unfair with him. Also,. He's not a he's not 25 in NBA years because he's had a long journey to get to the NBA. And that's another thing is people love to be morally especially media people they get off on being morally superior. It's a little bit McCarthyist. It's like so Kendrick Nunn has made really bad mistakes, but he made them 4 years ago. And anybody who thinks 21-year-olds and 25-year-olds are the same person, like, that, yeah, I just don't see eye-to-eye with that person. I just, it's too recent for me. I know how much I grew up in that time period. So people, those these media guys who are 60 and they've forgotten about how much you grow in your 20s, they, uh, they're excited to get to shit on Kendrick Nunn. He's kind of everything that they think they're better than. So 
they're being a little bit gleeful about that. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a, a good NBA player for the next six years probably. And, I, uh, yeah, I think that teams should not be put off by what is happening to him now. Now, I would, if I was a Heat fan, I'd definitely be encouraged by Duncan Robinson's play in this finals. Because, like, with shooters, I mean, you look at there are so many great, great NBA shooters who have just been streaky in the playoffs. And a lot of the times when they're missing, they seem a little scared. And that's one thing that Duncan Robinson seems like the textbook guy who should be scared. He's like, I don't know, just his face, man. He just looks like a guy who you could shake his confidence with the right trash talk. But he's, I, I will give some credit to Spolster for that. He just seems really well prepared for the pressure to not um, derail him. And then Tyler Hero, I'm giving Spolster no credit for that. I think that's his parents, man, <laughs> or him. I don't know. That's all inside of him. And then uh, I I think Bam has a lot of heart and he's going to – I don't think – some people I think have been overstating – his capacity, like they're like he's three years from being a, being Anthony Davis. No, he's got a completely different skill set. He reminds me more of Draymond Green than he does of Anthony Davis. Uh, he's bigger than Draymond Green. He is a better rim protector than Draymond Green, but not necessarily a better defender than Draymond Green. But where I think he'll grow is as a passer and a facilitator. And just a guy who understands the floor on offense. I don't see him adding crazy post moves or being an elite three-point shooter. Anybody, I would uh, take with a grain of salt anybody who says that Bam Adebayo is uh, going to be Anthony Davis at any point in the next 50 years. Um, yeah. So that's that's enough on the heat. I now even and this is so even though I think the Heat will be even better next year, I personally wouldn't go on Bovada and bet for them to be like in the finals next year. I just think it's going to be more difficult. It's going to get more and more difficult. Yeah. Now let's talk about let's talk about the teams next year. So I already talked about the West a little bit. I think that the two best teams in the West next year are going to be the Nuggets and the Warriors, and then the Clippers, and then the Lakers, and then the Grizzlies. I think this is a turning point year. I think that, you know, Utah is will, will be a playoff team still. I don't see... I don't see how Houston will stay focused just knowing that whatever they do in the regular season, like how many times can you go to the playoffs? Like how many times can you win all these regular season games and go to the playoffs and flame out? It reminds me of the Chargers in football. They had this amazing team that would dominate the regular season with Daniel Tomlinson and Phil Rivers and 
Antonio Gates and those guys, and they just would dominate the regular season every year and every year get beat in the playoffs by the Patriots or the Colts. And how many years can you do that? Houston's been like, and you, it's not like one or two years of that derails you, but five years? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if on Bavada you can bet for the, uh, the Rockets to miss the playoffs next year. I don't know if you can do like the sophisticated, like year away bets. It's mostly like betting on things that happened in the last week and that kind of stuff. But I, I think that's a that's a bet I might make, just because I think that the odds will be great for the Rockets to miss the playoffs. Because the other thing about the Rockets is that especially if they keep Daryl Morey. They're not going to waste time fucking around and just being a seven seed. So once it starts to go that way, they're going to trade Harden. They're going to build again from the ground up. And, uh, I mean, I think that's what they'll do. Like, they've generally been a smart team. I was so impressed with a lot of the stuff they've done over the last three years. I thought it was like the – okay, so it's like they maximized – the front office of the Rockets maximized their situation, which is that we have a cheap owner uh, and a dumb owner, and in spite of him, we got to make something happen. Like, they they saw what Harden could be way before anyone else. Before that, they had a blueprint that was built around like solid, but not basically value guys at every position. They had like Shane Battier and Kevin Martin. And uh, I mean, they had Jeremy Lin and like that. I mean, they had Omar Ashik. That was a mistake, but that's fine. Um, But they got went value at every position. Like there was, they're playing Chuck Hayes as a starter at one point. They're just as many band-aids around the, the floor as possible. And uh, they would just try to – they would always maximize their cheapskate owner. And Harden is the NBA superstar who you can put a certain kind of cheap player around and the team will still be fine and will beat a lot of bad teams and even some good ones. But, yeah, I don't know – what what that team has to play for anymore like they're no longer a contender like it's unequivocal they are not a contender so how do you just like the amount of focus i don't think people realize this either the amount of focus james harden has to play with every regular season game to compile all these regular season wins it's not easy to do so there's that so i think the rockets will miss the playoffs playoffs uh, blow it up, send Harden somewhere, some Westbrook somewhere else. And I hope that they send them both to good places. I mean, with Westbrook, the main thing that will prevent him from going to good places is how big his contract is. But there are so many teams still that Russell Westbrook could elevate those teams. I mean, people talk about uh, Giannis going to the Heat. If Westbrook had a f- an affordable contract... He would be a guy you could fit into the heat, and it would be terrific. But he doesn't say la vie. So next year – okay, so the West next year, the teams that I think 
I'm excited for are and I'm gonna I think the Lakers are gonna be exactly as good next year. Davis will get a hair better, LeBron will get a hair worse. That's about it. So but the teams I'm excited for are the Clippers will be better because they'll have a year more playing together. Um and hopefully this lights a fire under them. Uh the Nuggets will be better because they'll they'll be a year older and they can trade for Bradley Beal whenever they want to or you know, so many like they can do a deal that's like Michael Porter Jr. contracts and picks and get Bradley Beal and lose basically nothing, or they can trade Gary Harris and and Bull Bull or Mike Porter, whatever they want. There's so many different ways they can get Bradley Beal, and also if they would prefer to get somebody who wasn't Bradley Beal, those guys are available to them too. Like I think that you know if they hypothetically wanted Chris Paul or if they hypothetically wanted Damian Lillard, if the Blazers have trouble getting... Blazers are another team I'm worried about, man. That team is <coughs> very fun and great, and I love them, and I think that those top two guys are actually underrated. When I say that team is great, fun, and I love them, those top two guys are great, fun, and I love them. And I don't and, – and Nurkic is great fun and I love him too. But after that, they just don't have anybody who I think will be good enough next year to be the starter on a playoff team. And I think that team could easily get swallowed up because Memphis is going to be way better. Dallas will be better. I haven't mentioned Dallas. Dallas will be better. I think they'll only be a little bit better, but they'll be better. And New Orleans will be better. And Minnesota will be better. And Sacramento will be better. And Phoenix will be better. Phoenix was like the best team in the bubble. So, yeah, I don't see how Portland makes the playoffs either, man. This is going to be a watershed year. Next year, I think the West is going to look... It's not going to look way different in terms of those top four teams. You know, Utah might miss the playoffs too, man. Like, those top four teams are safe. LA teams, the Nuggets, and then that's the thing. The Warriors are the other team. Those So the Warriors will be in the playoffs. We might have five new playoff teams in the West next year. That's not ridiculous to consider. Um, We might have six. All right, so who are the guaranteed playoff teams in the West? Both LA teams are guaranteed playoff teams, and the Nuggets are a guaranteed playoff team of the teams that were there last year. And the Warriors are a guaranteed playoff team. So we might have five new playoff teams in the West. The East, the playoffs will look exactly the same in terms of the eight teams. I, I hope the Magic are out, man. I just... There's guys I love on the Magic. Markel Fultz, end of list. <laughs> I want Aaron Gordon to be good. This guy, I mean, I like Vucevic is fine. It really, Fultz is the only guy I love on the Magic. But I'm just, that team is, yeah, I'm just sick of that team. Like, they're just one of those competent regular season teams. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They lose to the teams that are better than them. And then they're boring in the playoffs, and they have no, they have nothing interesting besides Markel Fultz. They have nothing interesting about them long term, unless Mobamba's going to be good. Who knows? But so in the East, 
I think the Magic are going to be the only playoff team that drops out, and I think that their spot will probably be probably be. I mean, I I could see any of those other teams taking that spot, except the Knicks, who the Knicks are still five years away from being five years away. I don't understand how the team stays in that predicament. I mean, I do, but I don't want to spend the whole rest of the podcast on it. Yeah, everybody should go on Bovada right now and bet for the Knicks to miss the playoffs because I and for like four for the next four years. I, that's another bet I would take if I could get any odds on it. If I could bet for the Knicks to miss the playoffs every year for the next four years, right now I would do it. And I would do it with like five hundred bucks because. I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna, but the East, so the teams will be the same, but the thing that I think is going to shock people is how good Brooklyn is, R is, Brooklyn is going to be the team everyone's chasing in the East, kind of like what the Clippers were in the West, where they're not going to have the best record, but they're going to be the team that everybody is measuring themselves by and scared to see in the playoffs. Um, both KD and Kyrie both have a confidence about them where you think they're going to beat you even if you're losing to them. And they're scary. Oh, I didn't even mention San Antonio in the West. Who knows what will happen with them? Like, Who knows? They have some guys. They have some young guys who I think have a lot of potential who people sleep on. Uh, Lonnie Walker and Keldon Johnson. Okay, so. And I'm not, I think one of those two guys is going to make it. Um, maybe both. I like both of them, so hopefully both. Uh, so, East. I think that records-wise, the top records are going to be Boston and Milwaukee. But in terms of the best teams in the East, in terms of who is most likely to come out of the East and be in the finals, I think Brooklyn's the most likely, then Miami, then Milwaukee, then... No, then Boston, then Milwaukee, then Philly. And th- those are the te- those are the contenders. I mean, I don't think Indiana's a contender. Um, but they're fun. Indiana is the... They're like the Utah of the East where you 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 might get a really fun playoff series. In fact, you probably will next year, but you you know in your heart is not a championship situation. Okay. That's the NBA. Now let's move on to a team that is already a champion, uh the Seattle Storm is and I I don't know if I've said it on here more than a couple times, but I've been saying to anybody who will listen that the Seattle Storm were by far the best team in the WNBA this year. Brianna Stewart was by far the best player in the WNBA this year. Uh, the moment Asia Wilson got the MVP, I was like, okay, well now now the Aces don't have a chance because it's only going to make the Storm play that much more like they play focused and relaxed at the same time. They really are like a cross between the Jordan Bulls and the Golden State Warriors with KD and stuff. And uh Yeah, man. I mean, I was watching yesterday and it's like 
every single three-pointer anyone shot, you expected to go in, and then any time the ball got passed down to the block, the player on the block, whether it was Brianna Stewart or Jewel Lloyd or someone else, they just were aggressive and took it to them and were more physical, and they just filled it up. I mean, that team is... it's. It's weird because people don't know how to context whatever happens in the bubble. But, like, the WNBA season was basically the same. It's a little shorter than it would have been. But it was like, okay, so you take travel out of it. And you know why there will be an asterisk? It's because the Mystics were really good last year. And they lost all their starters to coronavirus. Not like, Not like death. Just like they didn't go down to the bubble. And... It's sad that (laughs) now it's like somebody could miss parts of this or cut this up and make it sound like uh, something terrible happened. But it's just sad that that Mystics team won't get to play this Storm team because even next year the Storm are going to be different just because I think that – I think Jordan Canada is a free agent and she's amazing and she would be the best guard on a lot of different teams in the WNBA. And uh, she's the third. She's really the second best guard on the Storm. I know that Sue Bird is so beloved and fun to root for, but she's the third best guard on that team. And Jewel Lloyd is the best guard on that team, even though, uh, you know, I think that I'm gonna like. I don't hear ESPN talk about how good Jewel Lloyd is enough, but. Kobe used to, so I'm going to go with Kobe on that one. So, um, yeah, the Storm are going to be really good again next year. But with Sue being as old as she is, what is she, like 35, something like that? Ancient for a basketball player, uh, but basically almost, you know, only a few years older than me. So, yeah, 35 is like... The youngest sports journalist or the oldest basketball player that can be relevant on either side. So, yeah, I just think that they won't be at the at quite the level just with her getting a year older. Like, Brianna Stewart's at her absolute, absolute prime. And she probably still will be next year, but you know what? I don't – I'm going to retract any downerisms – I just uh, spewed. I think that the Mystics are going to be <coughs> are going to be really, really good next year, and I think the Storm are going to be really, really good next year, and I think the Aces are going to be really, really good next year, and uh, I think the Sparks will be about where they're at. And so those three teams, and then the Sun, the Sun play really hard, and they're really they play like really together, and I think they just need another star. And, uh, I'm, yeah, man, I mean, then there's the other teams that have title aspirations. I mean, really, like, the Sparks and the Mercury are the two teams that, and, and you know, and the Lynx, but the Lynx have a path. Of the three teams that consider themselves to be contenders, who I don't consider to be contenders... I would say the Lynx have the most defined path. And the Mercury have the least defined path. 
to being a contender next year. And uh, if I were... I think that I would bet... (laughs) I think that if I were to go on Bovada, I would bet on the Aces to win it next year, even though of... I don't really like how they play, I'll be honest. Uh, I think that... I didn't like how they played against the Sun, and I didn't like how they played against... um, the storm for very different reasons. So I felt like against the sun, they were just not as together as a team as the sun. And they should have lost that series and they were not the better team, but I thought that they got some breaks and then against the storm, they weren't the better team and it was clear to everybody. And it was clear that they were going to get loose. They were going to lose in that series, but I thought that they rolled over for stretches and they did the opposite of what the Heat are doing in the finals right now. And yeah, I just, I don't like probably my biggest pet peeve with, with sports teams sometimes is, uh, is front running. And I don't like, nobody should give up in the finals. Unless they're playing the Golden State Warriors, then I give you a pass. Like, I'm a total hypocrite. If you're playing the Golden State Warriors in the finals and you roll over a little, <coughs> you know, and um, you know what it's like? You know what the Aces situation was like to mention the Warriors? And so people give LeBron a pass because game one, he played so fucking hard and they lost anyway. So it's like, what are you going to do? But the, the Aces situation was a lot more like Warriors Raptors and they were the Warriors. They were they had a couple of great players, you know, like Steph is like Asia Wilson, even though completely different position. But they and the, you know, they have McCautry, that's like Draymond, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't fit perfectly. But they have a couple of elite guys and they're already at the finals and this other team is healthier is very i mean it's it's cuz of cr- people opting out for coronavirus so it's a little different but the storm were healthier they were at full strength and uh the aces rather than fighting tooth and nail like the warriors did last year against the raptors they they measured themselves up against the storm and went, we don't have it, like what LeBron did against the Warriors. And uh, they just didn't leave it all out there. And with LeBron and the Cavs, I can give them a pass because they'd won the championship the game the year before. Yeah, or two years before. They won the championship two years before. And... They played so hard in game one. So at least there's that. The Aces played like that for stretches, but then they just... They didn't even have one game where they just left it all out there for one full game. And it was frustrating. Um, especially because you know that there's a lot of people... This And this is the other wrinkle to it. There's a lot of people that are only going to be watching the uh, WNBA for the finals and basing everything off of that. And uh, 
it's a shame because the finals were a lot less competitive than either of the semifinals. And that's, you know, the one thing that's good, though, is I think that people were, you know, even if you have even like a rudimentary understanding of basketball, like you can see how good that Storm team was. Like they just didn't miss shots and uh, and they were just so confident in every different kind of a situation throughout the playoffs. So that's a historically good team. And next year when we get to see the Mystics with Tina Charles, that should be a historically good team as well. And the Aces getting everybody back. The Aces are like the Clippers where they are going to finally have – they've had the year of playing all together a year ago and it took a while to gel. And now next year they'll get that again. So – There'll be like three historically good teams, and then, you know, the Sun just play so well together. So that's going to be a great season, too. And that's it for this. Uh, I've, you know, one thing I will say is I've never, never been confident about advocating for bets on this thing, but there are two I would actually make, which are the Rockets to miss the playoffs. The Grizzlies to make the playoffs would be the third, and then the Knicks to never make the playoffs. In the no matter who wins this election that's coming up, the Knicks will never make the playoffs during their term, and that's the one good thing you can say. <laughs> that's the the only thing anyone could ever say for Trump is at least he has maintained consistency with the New York Knicks, like. They have not done anything out of care. The whole country has deteriorated under him, but the New York Knicks have remained consistent. And that is a feather in that man's cap. And I'll I'll leave it at that.